Hello and welcome to Life Save Her, the podcast. This is a podcast for all of my women, men you can listen to, but for all of my women to come get a weekly dose of some self-care, some self-help, and tips to live the life that you desire. I'm your host, Brittany A. Johnson. I want to set this disclaimer. While I am a licensed mental health counselor and I am going to be talking about mental health and life-related topics, this is not a substitute for therapy. This is an addition, this is a bonus, this is that kind of added support so that you have what you need in and outside of session. If you need a therapist, I encourage you to reach out to different therapists in your area, or you may also email me to get a list of therapists that I may recommend. Stay tuned for today's episode. So welcome to today's episode of Life Save Her. Today I have Stephanie with me and Stephanie's going to talk to us all about gratitude and love and peace and some other things. So Stephanie, welcome to the podcast and tell the listeners a little about yourself. Yeah, Brittany, thank you so much for having me. I'm Stephanie Jones. I'm also known as the Giving Gal. And um, I gave a gift every day for 522 consecutive days. And I say that journey changed my life and led me to, you know, be an author and a speaker and a coach, um, which through giving, I learned a lot about gratitude and how to practice it. And it was a practice that I always had in my life, but really getting consistent with it and seeing the power of taking a couple of minutes each day um, to write down what you're thankful for and how, you know, now I can't not do it. You know, it's almost like I crave that I have to start my day in gratitude. Oh, I love that. What made you kind of decide to give a gift for 500 plus days? Like, I am curious to know (laughs) that story. Yeah, absolutely. So I'm a goal setter. You know, I have to have goals. Um, I'm big on having one good goal, even Uh though I have a lot of goals. It's like, have one good goal that can be really impactful. And I, it was coming upon the new year. I had read a book called 29 gifts and she gave a gift every day for 29 days. And I was like, I don't know if that's going to stretch me. You know, our goals, things that we do in life, like uh-huh. stretch it, push us outside of our comfort zone. So I set a goal to give a gift every day for 365 days for a year. Um, and really the purpose was it didn't have to be extravagant. So the gift didn't have to be a lot of time, a lot of money. It was really me one person looking for a way to make a difference in one other person's life each and every day with the definition being give and expect nothing in return. So I hit 365. It had become a lifestyle. I kept going. I missed day 523. But um, I took a little break because I think as women, we do give a lot. And what I realized is giving can be tiring, Uh (laughs) exhausting. (laughs) And so I took a little break and, but I missed it. It had really changed my life from being less depressed, less anxious, improved relationships, improved my marriage. Like there were all these improvements that I saw by just doing this one action each and every day. So I picked it back up and I say, I've been giving a gift almost every day for over a decade. Oh my goodness. (laughs) I love that. But you're right. Like as women, we already give just naturally. Um, And I mean, men give as well, but I I know as women, it's kind of like a thing that we're taught early on 
to give and make sure everybody's okay in some capacity. And that's still giving, right? Making sure people are okay. But you said something that in addition to being a giver, you you sparked me and and hit me in, in a sense when you said you're our goal setter and you need to reach goals and achieve goals. That is me. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> and I attempted to walk away from being that type of a person last year. Mm, I tried wow. to live without having goal, like my normal goals are are doing things. And I realized that's just not who I am. Like I'm just wow. a person that I measure my, not other people's lives, but I measure myself and my life based on things that I set out to accomplish and then accomplish. And so I know where mine comes from, but I'm curious to know if you, if you've explored where that comes from for you. Yeah. You know, I think for me is we've been given such limited time. And if you don't have goals or you don't have focus in your life, you don't have priorities you get to the end of the day, month, year, and you're like, how did I spend my life? Mm-hmm. Was it spent on anything meaningful or purposeful? And the goals don't have to be big, like giving a gift every day for 365 days. You know, I met with a client yesterday and, um, you know, sadly his wife just passed away in November. Oh, no. um, and so some of his goals were really about, investing in the lives of his daughters and their talents. And, but he has to be intentional about that, you know, of setting a goal. Now he's a single dad and um, he has so much stuff going on. And so I think we have to be intentional of how do we want to use our time and where are we going to focus? Uh, Because then I think when we do that, we do have more purposeful lives, you know, more fulfilling life. Also too, I mean, you know, you and I were talking a little bit right before we hopped on is anxiety. Mm-hmm. I think if you're not doing what you feel called to do, or yes. you know in your head, like, oh, I need to have a goal, or whatever word you want to use it is, you start to get anxious about it, whether oh, you yes. know it or not. You uh-huh. know, it's like, I'm supposed to be doing something else and I'm wasting this time. Um, so, anyways, that's just a little bit yes. of my thoughts. <laughs> I mean, I'm I'm right there with you. I noticed I tell I I've switched it. Um just because I had a conversation with someone last year, actually, and excuse me, this person um, was not born in the United States. Um, and so they're religious, their culture, like everything was completely different than what I'm, you know, what, what I, how I grew up, what I'm used to. And so I, I started saying, I stopped saying things like purpose and call, well, not purpose. I stopped saying things like calling because they, they gave me a response to let me know that 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 doesn't translate across. And so I started saying, how can you honor yourself? Oh, okay. Because it seemed to be, you don't have to change it. Yeah. Know, what you say, but it just was something that I thought about that I really switched my thinking and switched my wording. And then when I think about honor yourself, it really speaks to people who may not be ready to say they have anxiety because I've learned through the years yes. as a clinician that people do not want to acknowledge that there's a label air quote, right? On, you know, and then there are people who really enjoy knowing that what they're experiencing has a name and there's a community and, you know, but I really like that though, that That's a good point that you, because honestly, I was having anxiety, but I didn't know what that was. Mm -hmm. So I was having all these feelings that 
were very scary. Yes. <laughs> and then somebody said, Stephanie, I think that's like what you're in, experiencing anxiety. And I'm not big of having labels on yourself to define like, okay, mm-hmm. now I am filling yes. the blank. But it's almost like you have this switch go off in your brain to go, I don't need to worry about that feeling because now I can define what it is. Now, what can I do to help that? Whether it's using, you know, a breathing technique, which Mm -hmm. I love to use, whether it's, I know gratitude. So, okay, sit down and write what you're grateful for. Or even if you don't have a pen and paper, it's when you're out and about going, okay, I need to pause. What can I be grateful in this moment? And then going, okay, now I have the tools to help me counterbalance or whatever, you know, yes, to, to walk yes. me through. So for me, that was really helpful because when they said it, I was like, I don't have anxiety. Uh-huh. I realized I was like, oh, actually I do. Yes. I just didn't know it. So uh-huh. I don't know if that helps, but. No, uh, it, it is. It's exactly what I hear often. Right. Mm-hmm. And, and I, you know, I explained to people that knowing what this, you know, having this name attached to it doesn't mean it becomes your identity. It doesn't mean that you have to walk around with a stamp that says, I have anxiety, I'm anxious, but it does give you a space to be able to say, I'm not losing it. Cause a lot of people start to feel like with anxiety that they're losing, they're losing their footing. They're losing their, their grip with reality. You know, they're losing these things that mean something that something to them. So, right. Yeah, definitely. But, you know, I'm thinking about being a goal setter. And one of the things that I am already writing down that I'm going to start doing is the gratitude piece, because Mm -hmm. my brain doesn't always associate adding that to achieving a goal. Mm, Yeah, I think, too, on the achieving the goal and the gratitude piece is we get so focused on the end result Uh of that goal instead of being grateful wherever you're at, you know, so it's like. I'm big on when you have a goal is to have a plan, um, you know, is so it's not just, okay, I'm going to go run a marathon, but what's the first three steps that you have to take to run that marathon? Do you even uh-huh. have the proper shoes? What yes. marathon are you going to run? You know, do you yes. have the budget to pay for whatever it is? All of Start that. identifying what that mm-hmm. is. Um, that can help with your anxiousness because if yes. you have a goal, then it's like, how am I going to do it? And you're just constantly spinning the how. So putting that down. But then when you hit that little, I bought a new pair of shoes. Okay, I'm grateful. I, I hit number one. Right. And celebrating throughout the journey of getting to that goal. Because mm-hmm. what I found is if we don't do that, sometimes when you hit the big goal, you're disappointed. Uh-huh. You're like, oh, okay. Yeah. That wasn't as <laughs> well, it, you know, and you know, I feel so seen um, because that's that's been my experience, right? If I don't have something and I didn't have, I wasn't obviously doing the gratitude part, but now I'm adding that. But I was trying, I had to realize that I needed to add something in there because I was setting these goals, breaking it down to what do I need to do to reach the goal? But I didn't necessarily attach emotions to it or understanding that the journey really is important too. Yeah. And so I reached all these goals and then I'm just like, oh, okay, I did that one time. I'm done with it. Mm-hmm. And I, you know, I, I was telling my husband that the other day, I wrote a book a few years ago. Congratulations. And, <laughs> thank you. Thank you. And here recently, there's been an increase of people buying it again and talking about it again. And I said, you know, that was one of those things that I set a goal to do. 
and I checked it off and then I never looked at it again. Right. But, but when I think about what my big, big goal is, right? Like that book was and is instrumental in that process. I hear that all the time. Um, you know, I've started coaching people on how to write a book and we always talk about what's the goal of the book, because if it's just to have a book, that's very different. And, mm-hmm. you know, the time, the effort, the money that you put into it, yes. um, than if it really is part of, I want my message to reach X amount of people, or I'm a speaker and I want to have, you know, a, a product that people can take home and dive deeper into the message or whatever it is, because so many people launch that book. They get so excited about the launch day. They get everybody excited and then they go away. And it's like, yeah. Do they even have a book? Like you spent all that time and energy on it. And so I love to hear you say that is though it's starting to come back around. It's starting to get, you know, a little bit more traction and momentum. And then how do you, you know, set a new goal maybe for that book and purpose it and everything like that. Yes. And that's actually what I was thinking about earlier today was, you know, what, what, what do I want this to look like? Because I'm in a completely different place now than when I wrote the book. Um, And when I wrote the book, I didn't even have goals of how many copies I wanted to sell, what I wanted to do with the book after it was out. It was just, it was, I was in a period of grief when I wrote the book and I was attempting to write about something completely different. And so I ended up just writing about my journey to writing the book I wanted to write. Yeah. (laughs) If that makes sense. And so the book is all about self-sabotage. Um, because that's what wow. I was doing during the entire process of trying to write about anxiety. Um, and so now that it's, you know, making its kind of resurgence, I'm like, I think I really need, I really want to do it, do it again. Right. So launch, relaunch it, you know, really push it because the the steps in the book, the message in the book, it's very important. It's applicable to anybody that is trying to reach a goal. Right. And, you know. And yeah, so I said all that long winded to say (laughs) that I realized that, you know, I was just checking a box. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And that doesn't, um, you know, going back to your time, like your time's Mm -hmm. precious. And if you're just doing something to check the box, um, I found that this year is I have a lot of goals. And if I'm you know, if I throw something out there and it's not getting traction, it's reevaluating. It's okay. You know, it's okay to reevaluate and go, yes. probably not worth my time. Or I said I was going to do that and it keeps coming up on my list, but I'm three weeks into the year and I've taken zero action. Take uh-huh. it off the list. Don't let it stress you out and constantly be thinking in your head of, oh, I need to do that. Oh, I said, no, it's okay. Yes. Take it off and I love focus it. on something else. You know, I always say is, is it okay to quit a goal? And you have to really decide of why are you quitting the goal? Yes. Uh, if you're just quitting because it's getting too hard or uh-huh. it's making you too uncomfortable, maybe that's not a good reason. But if you're quitting a goal because your priorities have changed, if you're quitting a goal because maybe your family dynamics have changed, uh-huh. if you're quitting a goal because some another opportunity has come and you're trying to balance that time and going, okay, this is more, you know, like I really want to go after it, but, but it's being thoughtful before yes. you quit that goal um, of why you're doing it. Or if you want to quit, like, okay, maybe this is how I, I get a little grit 
Mm-hmm. I get a little uncomfortable because that's where we really grow as a person yes. uh, and kind of fight through. And I think when you were talking about anxiety, I know when I have those uncomfortable times and then I push through it, the next time I come up against that uncomfortable wall, I can go back and go, wait, Stephanie, you've been here. Uh-huh. You've done something. <laughs> yep. And you know what you to can, do. You know what to do. You can uh-huh. do it. And nothing bad happened. So, <laughs> right, right. You, I mean, you're, you're, you're so right. Like, I think for a lot of people I've worked with in the last, in the few, last few years, the hardest challenge that they've had or the hardest thing that they've had to do was let go of the old thinking that you have to complete a goal be, that you set and told people about, right? Like, there's because it, you know, and I started thinking about in general as a society, as a, you know, culture. There's there was a lot of push on being dependable mm-hmm. and being dependable means you don't quit. Oh, yeah. Not the same thing. Uh-huh. And they're not the same thing. But I think when I, you know, I've talked to people across all walks of life and that seemed to be a common theme is that when they were being told to be dependable, it was it was reinforced with you stay at the same job until you retire. You, you know, you do these tasks every day and. And you don't quit because you want to be dependable and and people who are not dependable don't finish their goals and they don't stay the course, air quote. Right. So Yeah. So that's that's a huge thing to think about and even say and reinforce. Right. It's okay and necessary to change the goal if it needs to be changed. Yeah. And I think, too, is getting um, asking yourself, you know, why you're doing something. Mm -hmm. If you're, if you're holding on to a goal and the only reason is to please people (laughs) or somebody, Uh probably not a good goal in the first place, you know, if you're Um, doing it just to say you did it, probably not going to give you what you think you're going to get. Exactly. Exactly. So no, I mean, there's so many, I love the dependable piece because I think there is a piece to it of, we have become a society, or at least I feel, or I've experienced this personal is where people have become undependable, said, I'm going to do something meaning to another person. So Brittany, uh-huh. if I told you I was going to show up today, five minutes before I'm like, Ugh, I really don't feel like jumping on this podcast or I'm not prepared or whatever, uh-huh. you know, it's, and I've seen that with people saying, Oh, I'm going to show up to your house for this event, you know, and then somebody plans, they buy food. Those are the more things I look at yes. is you're dependable as opposed to Brittany, I told you I was going to run a marathon and guess what? I just, I don't have time to put in six Uh hours to train, you know, totally different. Yeah. 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 But I think, you know, the wires were crossed for a lot of people and, you know, because I specialize in anxiety, you know, anxiety, this, that's one of anxiety's playgrounds, right. Being able to cause any type of confusion. And so really teaching people, you know, to do that was an important, you know, important skill for them to learn. But as we're talking, I'm thinking about adding gratitude to that piece, right? So being able to even have gratitude around honoring yourself in that way to look at, is this something that I'm, why am I doing this thing? Why is this goal important? Yes. And is, yeah. Gratitude can play in so many areas, but it's a muscle that you have to build. Um, you know, yeah. that's why I wrote the book, the gratitude challenge, because what I found is if you ask people, what are they grateful for? They'll say, Oh, I'm grateful for my health or my mm-hmm. family or my job. There's like this basic needs that we're uh, yes. grateful <laughs> for. 
but to, to make it really matter and make an impact in your life where you can use it as a tool is you have to do it every day mm-hmm. and you have to be looking around. You have to not live in this like instant, busy, busy, move, move, move. It's no, I'm pausing throughout the day. I'm looking, you know, around throughout the day of finding the smallest things to be grateful for and expanding. And the more that you do that and the consistently you'll do it is you'll not only just be writing it in the morning or writing it in the evening. It's, you know, I had a friend who got a flat tire on the way to the event and he said, Stephanie, if I wouldn't have read your book and started to create gratitude as this like daily habit, it would have been a really bad experience when I got that flat tire, but he was able to pause and think about, okay, like what, it, what can I be grateful for in this situation? Even though it's really, you know, right. situation. so yes, I like that. I like that. Okay. So, you know, I do try to keep these episodes yep. pretty short and I'm really enjoying our conversation and I have so many things I want to ask, but I know we will be here for hours if I do. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> so I have just a couple of things I want you to, to, you know, a couple of questions or things. So one is um, what's one hack or tip you want to leave the listeners? Um, and then the other thing is where can they find you? Yeah, absolutely. So one hack or one tip is I say, if you're not practicing gratitude at all, is start with one thing. Don't get overwhelmed. And it doesn't even have to be to write it down. Just wake up in the morning and say something you're grateful for. Start small, get consistent with that small step each and every day, and then add to it. And then where can they find me? Givinggal.com, at giving underscore gal on Instagram. Um, Yeah. So those are a couple of places. Yes. And I will include those in the show notes as well. So you guys can just click the links um, when the when you are watching, listening to the episode. Sorry about that. So again, thank you, Stephanie, for coming on. This has been a great conversation and I might have to have you come back and let's do a part two about this. Right. Because I think it's important to give people something new to do, especially to those people who are like us who need goals and thrive off of goals. We need to add gratitude in there. Yes. So, all right. Until next time, everyone. Thank you for listening to today's episode. I hope you found the episode insightful and helpful to you on your journey. As you all know, podcasts are rated by the number of subscribers and the ratings that they receive. So don't forget to hit the subscribe button wherever you're listening to this at and also leave a rating and a comment. I welcome all comments. Also, make sure you head over to the different social medias, Instagram at Brittany A. Johnson LMHC, Facebook at Brittany A. Johnson, and even on LinkedIn at Brittany A. Johnson LMHC, and follow so you can stay connected to what's going on. Talk to you soon.